This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, Brian. So I know you enjoyed this uh, last week, the mailbag questions. You always like getting the, the questions from from the people on Twitter and, and the listeners. And it's because, uh, you know, they, they, they ask good questions. They, they're good listeners. Yeah. I, 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 I love interaction with fans. I have people that like, why do you do that? Why do you interact with people? Why do you, you know, why do you, uh, you know, why do you, you know, do things where, you know, it's, uh, you know, you want to, you know, why do you want to put yourself in those situations and stuff? I think, I think the fan interaction is important. I yeah. really, really do. I, I think they listen to these podcasts. They're, they're here talk, you know, I mean, if they want to ask a question, you know, maybe they get their question answered. I think that's the best thing about the interaction that we have on the radio, whether we do it off the text or the Twitch or wherever. I think it's those are the best things. So I, I do love the fan questions myself. First question here, and I'm going to do this one first because it's more a general question uh, that doesn't apply totally just directly to the Cowboys. But Michael is saying, uh, general direction of the NFL question, with the inevitability of the 18-game schedule, do you guys think the NFL will ever consider conference bye weeks to avoid being off the TV completely? It would have the added benefit of introducing new teams to new markets. Thanks. So the idea being the first bye would be your normal bye and they'd structure everything else. And then to kind of simplify things you would just have the nfc is off on this week of the second buy and the afc is off this week and then you just have uh teams playing against their conference uh the uh, it's an interesting thought um i don't know that i don't know that they would ever do it like that but uh brian just as your own thought would you think there'd be any issues from nfl teams could you think of anything that an nfl team would logistically say i don't like the idea of our entire conference being off that's a that's a that's a great question and i you know to me i it's one of those things where i never really gave that any thought about that you know i was you know i was part of a a season where there were two buys and stuff like that and you know it was it just seemed like it made the season a lot longer i know that for some reason but uh no i mean I, i think it's I don't have a great answer for that. I mean, I, I, I anything they, they're going to look at any possibilities for the television. They, they, the whole the whole idea why your billions of dollars are being spent is because of those matchups. You know, you know, Kansas City versus Tampa, uh, you know, whoever Dallas versus Philly, whatever, you know. Those are the matchups. They're looking for the best possible matchups in any way to kind of make sure that you have more of those big games on television, I think the league will will clearly uh, go in that direction. So if it helps to get better matchups and more matchups, I'm sure the league has already given it some thought. 
Colin Brennan asks, uh, and we've sort of discussed this a little bit already, uh, who takes over the center field role at safety? Curse will likely play closer yeah. to the box and focus on tight ends. I assume they want Hooker to replace KZ, sure. but I feel Malik has other traits to offer. Not trying to get ahead of myself, but Marquise Bell intrigues me as center field safety. So I I know that their thought with Marquise Bell is – he has J. Ron curse traits and that they feel like right. that Bell can be a starter right. pack for, for, right. uh, curse. And while Bell came from, uh, Florida A&M, he right. was a bigger recruit. Initially, he went to Maryland. Uh, I believe he was uh, kicked out of the, off the team early on, ended up at, at, uh, FAMU. Uh, but I think as we've kind of discussed here, I think they believe hooker has those traits and they bought into yeah. him with a two year deal. So to me, it's, I, I think it makes a lot of sense that hookers, the the center fielder for them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the guy that we just talked about it in the previous segment that we were doing, um, the, the better center field player is hooker mm-hmm. is because he's got the range. He's got the ball skills. He's got the ability to track balls and air. I think that's who they want to play at, at, at free safety if they can. Yeah, and like I said, I think that Donovan Wilson has ball skills, but in terms of center field and being able to better to around roam, the line, yeah, and better, better and, the line, and being yeah. able to roll. I mean, there was that preseason what he had like three interceptions that rookie preseason. So I mean, he does make plays on the ball, but it's generally not the type of you know long rangy Ed Reed types of interceptions. That's that's not his typical game. There, uh, we've got at Kobe three says, who do you expect to be the swing tackle this year? Love 77, but worry about his health. Was last year's sample, uh, small sample size for seal enough to not be worried about right tackle? Swing tackle is a concern in my opinion. I think uh, swing tackle is absolutely a concern. And I don't know about you, Brian, but I feel like their current plan, and they could change on this. Mm-hmm. I think their current plan is they're not going to have like a, a designated swing guy. They're going to have a backup left tackle and a backup right yeah. tackle. Um, yeah. Similar to like when Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight were both here and it wasn't really a swing. Right. It was, they were designated on sides. I think, well, let's, I think Tyler Smith is the left tackle backup. If you're not going to move Tyler Smith, I think it's, well, let's go at left ball at right tackle. If any one of them was going to swing, I would guess it'd be, well, let's go. Cause I think Josh balls in trouble. This training. Camp. I think, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. You've, You've been very adamant about Josh Ball being in trouble, and I, I totally agree with you on that. I really, really do. I just, uh, you know, I was expecting him physically to look at him after a complete year off of not having to play football, to get his body right. You know, he didn't get his body right. He didn't. No. Get, he doesn't look bigger. He doesn't look physically stronger. And I think that they're – I think there's a lot going on there. I think he's a guy that just is – he's just going to try and play on natural ability, but he lacks really strength. He lacks power. And I think it's going to be very evident when we watch these uh, practices and preseason games that uh, that he is probably going to be an odd man out uh, because of, you know, he just did not do enough, I think, in the offseason to make me feel any different about him. John asks a good question here. If the Cowboys bring in an outside free agent, which position is most likely addressed? Offensive line, linebacker, wide receiver. So I, I think that question, I don't know if he's meaning like sign somebody now, like a post-June 1 yeah. cut. I think it's more likely that similar to the signing they made with Malik Hooker last year, which they got into camp, they got into a couple practices, and they went, uh, we want, we need a yeah. safety. And so I think it'd be similar where they'd get in there and the first week go, we got to bring in some guys to to flesh this out. This is not going to work. And so I guess that question could also be, which of those positions do they get a week in the training game and go, 
this isn't, you know, quite what we wanted it to be. And I think you've said, and, and I'll let you answer, but I think you've said you feel like that position's wide receiver. I do. I do. The, the one thing that Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Will McClay have done, they've taken aggressive approaches to the wide receiver position. Go all the way back when I was working for the Cowboys and personnel with Joey Galloway and people like that. Jerry Jones, Roy Williams, they've always, they've, they've always been willing to move assets to get better players. Now, uh, yeah, I now the problem you run into is maybe some of the best wide receivers that are on the market, are they washed up? Are they hurt to the point where you can't use them anymore? You know, I mean, I think that's kind of where you're at with Odell Beckham and people like that. I mean, I'm here in October, November on mm. him. You'd like to go out and get a guy like that, but I, but you're in a situation too where you're also thinking about the wide receivers and like they can they just cannot. They just cannot let this thing go south. You know, I mean, they've got to help their their quarterback for sure. On those other positions, though, like, I mean, when we just talked about the swing tackle, do you think they could get into camp and go, this isn't going to work, we can't trust ball? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's a couple of spots. Like I say, they could. They have some surplus, I think, at defensive line. So maybe they could find a way to move a defensive lineman in order to get an offensive lineman. I think that's something we need to keep an eye on. Which the last time I can remember them doing that, it's when they had a surplus at corner and they traded yeah. Charvarius Ward for Parker yeah. Anger. Parker exactly. Parker exactly. Anger never played it down here. Charvarius never Ward yeah. was a good starter in Kansas City and just signed a big deal in San Francisco. So uh, just be careful with that if you're, if you're, if you're going to yeah. do that. Uh, question from Dean. Uh, from weeks 10 to 18 after the bye, who do you think, and I think this is a good question, who do you think will have more sacks in that stretch, Sam Williams or Dorrance Armstrong? I want to say it's probably going to be Dorrance Armstrong. Interesting. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm a Dorrance Armstrong believer, uh, and I, there was a time where I wasn't a Dorrance Armstrong believer. I think he's starting to turn the corner with his technique. I think he's, I think he's really well coached now. And that was something if you look at, you know, nothing against Rod Marinelli or anybody like that. I think that AD, I think they've got him, Dan Quinn. I think they've got some guys that know how to help some of these young pass rushers. So I'm going to say just because experience, Dorrance Armstrong is going to be that guy. He had two and a half sacks the first three years of his career. Dorrance got five sacks last year. Yeah, He had uh, eight quarterback hits in his first three years combined. He had 12 last year and really came on in the second half of the season too. Um, And so with that specific question though about Sam Williams or Dorrance Armstrong, here's the one reason why I might lean Sam Williams. Uh, I, I think Sam Williams has been impressive in, in some of these practices, uh, Sam Williams, I think, is going to be used in a way that will allow him to just kind of pin his ears back and rush. Whereas Dorrance Armstrong right. is is going to be asked to play, I think, a little bit more of a complete role. Is that a factor that that might lend to Sam Williams being able to to take that in the second half of the season? Is look, he's he's just coming in there and obvious passing downs, and he can just go. He doesn't have to right. to worry about cheating to a certain side or whatever else. Right. And so that's something to consider there. Last question here. Uh, where are we at here? This one from Jake. And this, again, speaks to some of the questions about the future at corner. 
wanting to know how Nashawn Wright has looked. Nashawn Wright has been, I know there hasn't been a lot of discussion about that. I don't believe, he didn't practice in the first OTA or, or did he? I can't yeah. recall. They, they don't have to tell us who missed practice on the days we don't see. The days that we've seen, uh, the last several weeks especially, maybe the first OTA he did, I can't recall, but he was not practicing. Um, no. He was out of pads uh, yeah. and he was he was on the exercise bike a lot and, and just kind of hanging out there, but uh, they didn't get Kelvin Joseph a lot of practice time. Nashawn Wright didn't get a lot of practice time. That actually opened up a good opportunity for Deron Bland, who Deron Bland, I yeah. think, did have good yeah. practices. Sure and did. and Bland is a guy that I know they believe he can play inside, he can play outside, and he yeah. has some flexibility to play safety. Uh, but So I guess I'll take that Nashawn Wright question and, and say to you, how did what did you think of Deron Bland and his progress? Yeah, no, I, I tell you what, anytime that guys, uh, you know, get opportunity, you got to take advantage of that. I, I don't care if it's rookie, third-year guy, seventh-year guy, whatever. Bland took advantage of Wright and Joseph being out. You know, and, you know, the fact that they throw those guys out there, give them an opportunity uh, to be a, a part of that, see if they bust, you know, do they know their assignments, all these things. I thought Bland did a pretty damn good job. And he has to have some confidence going into training camp uh, about some of the way, like the ways I've seen him practice. I thought he was pretty damn good. And I'll, I'll just finish by saying the name I want you all to keep an eye out for. Isaac Taylor Stewart, the undrafted yeah. free agent corner from USC. I, I did really I, I did hear a little bit there while he's had some good practice. I have heard some whispers yeah. from the building. Needs to yeah. be better in the classroom. That, that yeah. they need that's him to be a little all, more. That's going to be a problem. They yeah. need him to be a little bit more consistent there. Well, Brian, uh, I always enjoy doing this with you. Uh, we'll have another one for you guys on Friday. Uh, again, send us any questions you have or any topics you'd like us to get into. You can follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Broaddus. You can also catch him two to seven on 105 through the fan with the G Bag Nation. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bobby Belt TX. Uh, Brian, appreciate you, man. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate it. Look forward to doing it again. All right. And we will talk to you guys on Friday.